Welcome to the Ginger Vets Be Good Golf Podcast, Episode 3. Today, I'm going to be talking you through uh, some two-ball picks for the US Open. We've reached the halfway stage of the tournament, and um, we have Gary Woodland sitting pretty at the top of the leaderboard on minus nine, followed closely in the betting by Justin Rose, who is two shots back on minus seven. So um, in this episode, we're going to review some of the two balls that will be taking place later this afternoon and into the early hours of Sunday morning in the UK. I'm going to be bringing you some insights onto why we think there's some value in those two balls uh, from the study and the data that, w- that we collate and hopefully find you some winning selections to top off our win uh, at the Memorial with Patrick Cantlay um, and hopefully keep keep some momentum uh, moving forward. So without uh, keeping you waiting any longer, let's uh, let's kick off with uh, some some reviews of the two balls and maybe some outright picks at the halfway stage for those that haven't got involved just yet. The first two ball that I'm interested in is the one with Eric Van Vo- <laughs> that's a mouthful. Eric Van Royen versus Clement Sordet, uh, teeing off at four forty two, uh, UK time, on Saturday. Um, best price around eight to eleven Van Royen to win this two ball, and uh, I strongly think that that Betfair Sportsbook price should be taken. Uh, it's eight to thirteen with many other books. In fact, all the books across the board. And that, that small differential, it obviously is key. And I think it makes it a standout bet. And just the reasons as to, to why. Um, obviously, Eric Ramboin is a uh, is a better golfer. Um, that goes without saying. But this is a match bet. And, um, you know, anything can happen. Um, looking at the statistics of the first two rounds at Pebble, Van Royen, Van Rooney... Eric, as I'm going to now call him, um, he's, he's gaining strokes everywhere. Off the tee, approach, um, tee to green, um, and around the green. However, he is losing strokes with the putter, and that is two strokes to the field on average. Um, like, Obviously, it can continue, um, but for, for golfers to continue to lose two strokes around the on the putting surface isn't common and um, if he shows any sign of getting back to just breaking even and continues to uh, perform admirably across the other areas of his game then he's going to be too strong for Clement Sordet you know he will be an 8 to 11 to me looks like um, a a value bet Um, it'll be interesting to see what the machine goes off at closer to the off and if if there's any money match to to give us um to give us an overview on that but Eric Van Royen, Eric to win his two boil two boil two ball eight to eleven um good luck and get on the second two ball that uh, piques my interest slightly further down is Daniel Berger versus Rory Sabatini found it. And 
the uh, the reasons for this, quite simply, Rory Sabatini has an awful record at Pebble Beach. Um, if we look at his pro-am performances um, going back over the years, he... He performs admirably around the three the 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 other rotation courses that that are part of the Pebble setup on non U.S. Open weeks, and he struggles massively. He just does not get on with the course. Now, he's made the cut. However, his statistics are bang average. Um, and Daniel Berger, if he can put better, a bit like the reasons behind. Uh, Eric Van Royen. Um, I believe that he just sees off Sabatini and he's available at five to four uh, in places and 11 to 10 mainly across the board. It's more or less a heads up bet, 11 to 10, 11 to 10 both players. And for me, he's he's just more likely to, to pull through on this course. Um, he's been performing well over the last two or three months Daniel Berger when I say well a lot better than he had the previous 12 months uh, going back some time he was actually a really up and coming and uh, a golfer that was, was thought highly of or, and talked about as a potential major contender but that's changed quickly as things do in golf but for this bet I really do think 11 to 10 is slightly overpriced I would probably have him around 10 to 11 um, five to six on personally and these are the margins that we're looking for um, to, 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 to return a profit and um, yeah I'm happy to add Daniel Berger to, to my portfolio today and I think that you should too so selection to Daniel Berger to beat Roby Sabatini so many great games to consider today. I just think it's a fantastic leaderboard, uh, regardless of what betting interest that you have. It's just going to be some awesome viewing uh, and some late night viewing because the rounds have been slow. But some of the matchups are just awesome. I mean, Snedeker versus RCB early on in the day, I think that will be a good match. And I do think that Rafa Cabrera Bell is probably slightly overpriced at uh, nearly nine to five, nearly getting on two to one. Um, He's definitely not a two-to-one shot, but he's completely out of form. Snedeker's out of form, and it's a match that I wish to stay away from. But I think it'll make for good viewing. Ricky Fowler versus Bryson DeChambeau. Um, even money versus even money shots, more or less. There's some slight odds against for DeChambeau. Um, me, as you'll all become aware throughout this uh, podcast and through podcasts that come to you in the future, Ricky Fowler, I am not a fan of one bit. I think he's one of the most overrated sportsmen that's ever played the professional game. Um, you know, yeah, uh, even money, uh, Bryson DeChambeau, he's probably won more tournaments in last year than Ricky Fowler's won in his previous four um four years probably one off I think DeChambeau collected four tournaments um, during the 2018 season Fowler's got six in his whole career so but it'll be a great game nevertheless <clears throat> and then uh, as we get more towards the uh, to the money action it's where uh, the third bet of the two balls comes in Emiliano Grillo versus Chandler Eaton 8 to 15 Emiliano Grillo 
Just like Ricky Fowler, I'm not a fan of. Emiliano Grillo, I am a fan of. The guy just oozes class. He hits his irons like... It's ridiculous. The guy's just so, so good. And people get critical of his putting. Um, statistically, looking at sort of his performance over you know a longer period of time, 20 weeks, 30 weeks, past 50 weeks, a whole year, for example... You know, he stands up in the top third of the, the putting stats and, you know, that's that's a good place to be on the PGA Tour when the margins are tight and there's not much between players that will be, you know, 100th in the putting stats and 50th. So for him to be in that top third, I think, uh, you know, it, it's positive signs. So Emiliano Grillo, 8-15 to 15 to turn over Chandler Eaton. That would nearly be a maximum insert bet for me. Uh, it's not. Uh, it, it's not the way that I approach my betting. Um, so you know that won't be the case. But you know, if uh, if greed and opinion was to take over, then this is the type of occasion that it could. So uh, Emiliano Grillo, the third selection for today, teeing off at seven sixteen British time, eight to fifteen. Get on. Fourth selection, and it's going to be a controversial one, um, but let me take you through the reasons why. So, what's the game? It is Rory McIlroy versus Ches Reevy, teeing off at 10.23 over in the UK. And the player that I'm interested in is Ches Reevy. Surprisingly to some, um, maybe... But let me tell you why. One of the key things that we talked about coming into the US Open was um, position off the tee. So being in the fairway, it's a must. You can control your ball. Everyone's punished for being wayward. We've heard it of every media outlet in the world. Okay. Next up, greens in regulation. Now, I think going back to when Graham McDowell ran, won here, his greens in regulation stats were around 60%. I haven't gone to check that, but I think that's what my the mem memory serves me rightly. He was around 60%, which tells me 40% of the time that you're going to be scrambling. And Ches Reevey, around the green, is gaining a shot um, around the green so far in each of the rounds. Um, but most importantly, and the reason that you know I am really keen on the price of 11 to 4 in a two horse race where you know only um one shot separates them on the leaderboard after 36 holes and Ches Reeves gaining four shots on approach he's gaining five or six shots tee to green um he's off the tee performance is good he's gaining around the green his performance on the green is where he's not gaining any shots he's losing half a shot to the field around the green, uh, sorry, on the green itself, putting. Um, whereas Rory is gaining strokes on the green. And so, you know, they're the stats... You know the stats, but you know what 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 does that mean, and why does eleven to four become of interest? Well, I just think eleven to four in a two horse race when there's one shot separating them over thirty six. Just think it's far too big a price. Like I do expect Rory McIlroy to win. He should win. 
Like that's why he's in the top five in the world, and that's why Ches Reevy isn't. That's why he's won four major championships, and Ches Reevy's probably only won four PGA events. Um, but you know, this is the third day of the U.S. Open. McIlroy will be tense. You know, he's feeling it. He's not won a major for some time. Um, you know, Ches Reevy, this is you know, it's just all bonus territory territory for him. So yeah, he's gonna be, he's gonna be slightly nervous. Um, you know, he's up against it, but 11 to 4 just feels huge to me. So, my recommended bet and the final bet of the two balls is going to be Ches Reevy at 11 to 4 to beat Rory McElroy, teeing off at 10.23 this evening. Good luck if you're on all four of them. If I had to choose one, um, as a certainty, it would be Emiliano Grillo. I just think at 8 to 15, he's more like a 1 to 3 shot. If Rory McIlroy is 1 to 2 to be an informed Ches Reevy, um, you know, and there's only. Then then I think that the 8 to eight to 15 and 4 to 7 just looks ridiculously big on uh, Emiliano. So uh, good luck if you're on any of the four. I recommend to have single stake, uh, one point bet on each of them. And I'm going to bring you some thoughts on maybe an outright position um, at the halfway stage if you haven't had a bet. So that's coming up. So taking a look at the outright market at the uh, 36 hole stage, then we have, as mentioned at the top of the show, Gary Woodland leading the way at minus nine. And uh, I don't know who it is personally, but uh, one of the members of the Golf Betting Systems podcast, who are awesome, by the way, and I recommend if you're into your golf, and you should uh, certainly be listening to them if you're listening to, to us. And... Um, they uh they were joking about Gary Woodland. He's obviously a favourite of one of the players, uh, one of the members of that team. And um, I'm not sure if they did sell the car and put it on him, but if they did, they'll be getting quite horny at this stage of the tournament, and rightly so. Um, he's been a pick of mine in previous weeks. Uh, he wasn't this week, as I just feel that his major performances haven't um haven't lived up to. His standard PGA Tour event performances, uh, where you look at somebody like Brooks Kepper, who's got four major wins and only two PGA Tour wins, and you then look at somebody like Gary Woodland, uh, who definitely his game hasn't stepped up uh, or matched the levels of his week-in, week-out performances when it's come to majors. But he sits pretty at the top of the deck and at, um, and two shots clear, and it'd be absolutely no surprise for you to go on and win this tournament. Um, I mean... It, this course is all about greens in regulation and ball striking and he's one of the best on tour if not probably one of the you know the purest uh, ball strikers in the game um it's around the game that's tradition around the green that's traditionally let gary woodland down um, but something that he's vast improved on with his change of coach to to butch Harmon. um second in the betting justin rose um then Louis Her Louis Oosthuizen at six under, and then we join the five under group of Aaron Wise and Rory McIlroy. So, who am I not interested? In? I am not interested in Louis Oosthuizen, not one tiny bit. He's never won in America. Yeah, he has form in the um, form on Lynx courses. Obviously, uh, won um, the British Ocean, but he's open. He he's never. Um, He's never won a PGA Tour event, and when it comes to the crunch, I just feel that Louis, however good he looks and however composed he does look uh, visually, 
he just doesn't get over the line. And like Ricky Fowler, who did us a favour yesterday, falling all the way down the leaderboard, as expected, as predicted, as he will do more or less at every single major tournament for the rest of his career, because he's very much overrated, I think Louis Oosthuizen might just be falling into that category, so I can leave Louis. Uh, Aaron Wise, I definitely wouldn't leave, despite missing the cut last week. Uh, a lot of the stats models that I was pulling up are around about two or three weeks ago before the Memorial Tournament. Uh, he he was featuring quite well, and um, as golf is, you know, players have one or two bad weeks if they miss the cut and then perform poorly, fortieth, type fiftieth, or something. You know, their their odds and the way that they change uh, the betting perception of them changes the opportunity to bet on them changes so much then you know um, massive price available and he was around 500 to 1 before the off uh, I made some notes that I would be interested in backing him as an outsider this was 3 or 4 weeks ago and as his form curtailed then you know it turned me off completely but Aaron Rise at around 50 to 1 at the halfway stage like you know it wouldn't surprise me we've had big price winners um in the past um, at this tournament and um, and the US Open in particular and um, yeah I think um, you know he's separately so I wouldn't rule him out I'd probably be happy more happy to take him at 50s for a smaller stake than I would be to take Louis Eustace who's a shot ahead of him um, and then as we get down the leaderboard we get to Brooks Kepka and Matt Kuchar on four under uh, five shots off the lead at the halfway stage and traditionally I think you've got to be up with the lead in the US Opens you know it's hard to make up ground today will be moving day I think uh, I have not seen any tim tier pin positions as yet as it's only 11 o'clock in the morning over in the UK and um, with the rounds not finishing until 2 or 3 a.m. I think the pin sheets aren't out for today's play yet um, but I get a feeling that they're gonna move a few of the holes up uh, make them more accessible and the scoring today, if conditions remain the same, I can see someone, you know, shooting six and seven under. Um, the greens have been receptive, far more receptive all week than traditionally. Um, I think the USGA didn't want to get in a position where they messed up pe Pebble. That would have just been one step too far after five or six years of criticism. So... Where were we? We were at Matt Kutcher and Brooks Kepke going for a 3P. Um, I mean... I wouldn't want to see him do it personally, he bores me, but um, it wouldn't surprise me. You know, he's, he's gone two under, two under through the first two rounders, Kupka, and uh, he's definitely got it in him to, to shoot a five or six under today and end up, you know, around the lead or if not in the lead come the end of the day. Um, one of the players that I definitely am keen on, and I'm going to tell you why, uh, is Matt Wallace. He's three under, so he started off with a, a 70, uh, one under and followed up yesterday with three under par to finish uh, to finish four under actually tied with Kupka and uh, Kucha uh, at four under five for the lead he's 50 to one and um, you've got Matt Kucha at 30 to one and then Kupka at 10 to one and like obviously you know they are better golfers um, especially Kupka but Kucha like What's Kucher done? He's finishing in the top ten. He plays well, but he's not a winner. And this is what I like about um, about Matt Wallace. The guy is a born winner. 
Like you can see it in his eyes. You can see it in his body language. He's a, he's bordering on the edge of like pushing it too far. You know, it's people will talk. I think in the media going forward that you know he needs to work on these things, but that's not important today. I love his attitude. I love his attributes. Um, his performance is good. He will be absolutely loving the fact that he's paired with Brooks today. Um, going back to the U.S. PGA when um, you know he started to figure with the US audience in the UK and the European tour he's been performing admirably for the past 12 months um, in fact destroying the field in, on occasions and the, the mentality that he has that when he needs to dial it in he can dial it in and when his wedge game's on like he doesn't hit it to 4 foot or 5 foot he hits it to 4 inches or 5 inches like he's incredible he's an underrated golfer he's getting better and better and better and at 55, 60 to 1 at this stage, 5 off the lead, one thing's for sure, mentality-wise, he's up for it. And if he does get in the mix, he will and he, he, he won't let you down through bottle. Uh, where Kucha, just not interesting. I'm just not interested. He's he, he just a phony. Like, in a way, like, I hope they ever do. Not that they ever will, and uh, I hope they don't ever listen to the podcast. They'll feel awful because they've achieved far more than I ever have in my life and career. But... You know, I'm here to comment on it, and he's just not a good bet at 30 to 1 compared to some of the class that's in there. And you've got Henrik Stenson, the guy that actually, you know, tee to green, he's unbelievable, has been. He's on fire at the moment. He's making strokes, his strokes gained across the board this week on all categories. Um, he's won in blustery conditions on a Lynx course. Um, yeah, Coochie came close, but he didn't win. Shocker, yeah. And he's seventy one, two and a quarter, two and a quarter times the price of um, of Matt Kuchar and one shot difference at the halfway stage, like yeah, Kuchar's just a nova. Um, definitely, definitely interested in John Rahm at this stage. Similar reasons to Matt Wallace, right? I think today, you know, they could be out of it. Don't get me wrong. Come the come the close of play, they could have absolutely no chance because I think that the type of players that aren't just going to plod along and shoot an even par round, uh, in a non-aggressive manner, I feel like they're both aware of the situation massively. They're both in it to win, not to come second. At like. And, and be talked about as a top five in a major, and that's amazing. Like, they're just not like that one bit. And, like, I think Matt Kuchar and Ustazen and Woodland, even his leading, um, they just don't have the desire that, like, I mean, I can't prove it. It's something that, you know, you can't measure, but the feels that I get, and, you know, I watch a lot of the golf, if not all of it. Um, not for me. So uh, at the halfway stage, like you know, it's a, it's so tight, um, and you know I've got my pre pre uh, pre tournament investments um, to to consider here, but the overall thoughts are that I definitely do not like Louis Ustays in around the ten and twelve to one mark with the bookmakers. He's just a no bet. Uh, players that I am interested in and I think will trade shorter today are John Rahm, Matt Wallace, and Henrik Stenson. I think at seventy to one Stenson, sixty to one, fifty five to one Matt Wallace on on the exchanges. You know, the front nine is slightly easier than the back nine. You've got a birdieable first hole, a scoreable second. And the you know the course starts and starts to toughen up around eight nine ten and eleven, 
where we've seen lots and lots of bogeys and I think if some of these, you know, the players that I've talked about get off to hot starts, the prices will contract massively. So there'll be opportunities to get in and out of markets for those that are interested. And for those that are looking to play each way, I feel that the players that I'm talking about are aggressive in their nature and they're going to be scoring is going to be needed today. And if they don't get that, then naturally you're not going to have any chance anyway. And I'd rather have a player that's going to play with aggression in mind and the moment in mind thinking of where they need to be at the end of the day they both good certainly wallace and ram come across as characters who are like that stenson slightly more patient i would say because of the experience that he's had over the years but what i want today is someone that's going to play with aggression that's going to attack that's going to hopefully start that front nine well take advantage with some of their wedges and ultimately get them himself into position come the close of play today so that I can talk to you tomorrow about how they're going to get off the line. Hope you've enjoyed the podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the episode. I'm going to be trying to bring you more and more of these. Um, the structure that I'm going to try and develop is a, pre, uh, a pre-tournament preview and, uh, and an overview of the betting markets on a Tuesday. Maybe a Wednesday because uh, prices don't change and inf- getting information out to you isn't important. But that Wednesday session will be around DraftKings where we'll try to find some undervalued players, some of the players that will be overpicked, what some good lineups could look like. If you haven't got a DraftKings account, then you should be signing up and learning about DraftKings. It's an awesome golf betting tool and fun to use. Uh, play with your friends and you can play professionally for larger stakes um please subscribe like um share this with some friends if you feel it's been any good and you've got some value from it um i hope that you have and um that's it from me ginger bets um don't remember listen learn follow and you will profit